have been watching the prequels for Star Wars. I don't approve of that at all. And and in fact, I'm not quite sure that they're my kids now because they want to watch these movies. I pretend they don't exist because they're horrible. But they've decided we're going to go through the whole shebang and we had to start at episode one. See, I don't like the prequels, but Mm-mm. I adore that they are purists and want to start at the beginning. I think that I think you have to, you have to suffer through the nonsense to get to the meaty goodness. So I guess it's just so I, hard. I, good for them. Good for them. But we did make it through the Revenge of the Sith today, so thank God that is over. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I mean, we really have not watched that much stuff. We finished season one of The Mandalorian. And started season two, and it's just so good. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. Well, I had my COVID shot, so I was in bed for, like, a day. So I watched a bunch of shit. I got a list. Wow. I watched, uh, it's new on HBO, it's a series called Made for Love. It's a comedy about this woman who's married to, like, this tech billionaire. Ten years of their marriage, they have been living in what they call the hub He's made this whole world for them that it's just the two of them living in. And she's like, yep, I've had enough. And she escapes only to find out that he has implanted a chip in her brain that connects his brain to hers. Weird. So he can see everything she does because they together are made for love. And it's terrifying, but it's a comedy. So, and it's... It's the same chick from Palm Springs. So she's doing another one of those like, ah, stuck in a thing kind of movies. I watch, I don't know if it's a series or if it was just a one-time movie or what, um, Hysterical. It's a FX on Hulu deal. It's a documentary about female stand-up comedians and the crap that they go through and mm. hilarious. Like, some of my favorite people are on there, including, I didn't grab her name, but the woman that did a whole set. She's a brand new comic, too. She did a whole set in front of Harvey Weinstein before he was arrested, saying, like, my set really kills with the rape survivors, you know, like, trashed him up one side and down the other. And, like, she was getting booed, but also cheered at the same time. So she's on there talking about her experience, which I thought was really cool. Concrete Cowboy on Netflix is a new movie with Idris Elba and the kid that plays Lucas from Stranger Things. Oh, about, oh yeah. I read about that. Yeah, about the, I don't want to say the, like the ghetto, but it's based on a story called, or a book called Ghetto Cowboy, but it's these people that live in urban areas of Philadelphia and ride horses. Like they are straight up cowboys and they have stables at the end of their street. It's like in the middle of the projects kind of deal. And it had so much potential. The plot is great. Acting is great. It just went nowhere. I don't know. But the one really cool thing is that they used most of the actors other other than Idris Elba and um, I think Method Man or Red Man. It's either Red Man or Method Man. I don't know. Are they two different people? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. one of them who's become an actor now is in it. And then the kid from Stranger Things. And the, but the rest of the people are all actual, these actual cowboys. That, oh, cool. So that was really cool. Including one guy who was handicapped. He is paralyzed. He was shot, but he still rides. They made a special saddle for him and he still rides, which is uh-huh. really cool. Um, we watched Bad Trip on Netflix, which is like jackass type stunts. Uh-huh. It's cringy. The kids enjoyed it because they're teens and think that shit's funny. <laughs> I finally watched it. It's been on my list for a while. Promising Young Woman. <laughs> It is freaking phenomenal. Run, don't walk to watch that movie. Oh, 
Where it is, is it? so good. It it's a pay. It would have been in theaters. Ooh. It's nominated for Oscars. It's been like twenty dollars on everything to rent forever, but it was on Prime for five ninety nine. And so I did it. And if you have a red box, you can rent it at Redbox right now. So that's what dollar fifty or whatever it is. So oh, it's so good. Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, this woman, her friend was assaulted in college, and it's ever since then she's never been quite the same. Since then, she goes out to bars and pretends to be drunk because she knows there's always going to be that one guy that says, hey, are you okay? Let me take you home, only to take her to his place and to assault her. So she's always like, like, she lets him get so far and then she's like, hey, how's it going? What are we doing? This is a warning. You don't do this to women. And if she can't consent, it's like this whole thing. It's, it's like kind of like a revenge deal but it just it takes so many twists and turns and it's really really good i was thinking that was going to go a totally different direction she was like going to pull out a knife and stab these guys and it was going to be like a murder mystery and it was no the, she no, okay. she never she never becomes violent these men have some problems it's done so well and it's so freaking smart is that all the actors that play these guys that like pick her up are all like well-known guys that like character actors that you see him and stuff and like oh I still love that guy he's so sweet like he's the one guy from the OC and Sam Richmond who I freaking love from Veep he's another one the guy that plays McLovin from um (laughs) super bad yeah these are the guys and they're they're like oh this guy you know he's he could do no wrong then you're like you what are you doing stop it so watch it it's so good and I it should have won all the Oscars and it's nominated for a whole bunch so wow Okay, so here we are, everyone. Welcome to That's Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with Tiffany, who watches all the things. All the things, all the time. (laughs) And we are talking about Ted Lasso. And this week, we are going to attempt to get through episodes five, six, and seven. Okay. So, starting off with episode five, and it is titled Tan Lines. It has been a while since I watched this one, so I'm going to maybe stumble through it. We'll we'll see how This is gets. the episode where finally Ted's wife and son come to visit. Yes, 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 yes. Ted is in Rebecca's office, and he's telling her that his wife is on a plane on the way to visit and that they've been having problems. He says they tried couples therapy, but they didn't like the other couple, which I (laughs) thought was funny. And it seems like his wife had a problem with his constant optimism. Because the therapist told them to use the word Oklahoma, and anytime one of them says it, the other one has to tell the truth. He says... It ruined the musical for me. Every time I hear one of those songs, I think about my wife saying my constant optimism is too much. (laughs) I was like, oh. Poor Ted. (laughs) Cut to Keely, and she's walking inside this really nice house, and she's looking for Jamie, and she finds some girl in the kitchen. Jamie walks in in his underwear, and Keely's like, okay, great. This is making me feel really good about my decision to break up with you. And apparently she's just there to drop off the keys to the place, his keys, and she leaves. At soccer practice now, and Jamie 
as always, being a ball hog and Ted isn't happy about it. And he's telling him to pass it to Sam when he's open. And he's like, well, I'm not going to pass it to Sam. Sam shit. And <laughs> Sam comes running over all smiles. And he's like, did I hear my name? I and know. I was like, he's just so pure. And suddenly Ted's family shows up and Ted's like, practice to cancel. And he runs over to them, but he doesn't like run straight to them. He runs the perimeter of the field around to them because they can't run on the grass you gotta yeah that's right you gotta stay off the pitch you gotta stay off the pitch so jamie is at this event where i'm assuming he's some kind of brand ambassador for a beer and he is really terrible at this whole thing because he's such a self-absorbed asshole Keely's there because she had been helping him in the past with these events and with this whole thing, but I don't know that she's still doing it. I'm not quite clear on why she's there. Because she set it up. She set up this entire thing, and she gets 10%. And especially, I'm unclear why Rebecca is there, because it's her player? Because it's all taking place place at the club. It's Mm -hmm. It's in their media room, so I assume that's why. Long story short, Rebecca offers Keely a job to be the brand ambassador for the team. And she says she'll think about it. So Ted and his family are going to that bar where every, the bar where everybody knows his name. And they think his name is wanker, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, they yell at him. Win a game, you wanker. This made me laugh so hard because they go to the pub and the three guys that are always there immediately call him a wanker. But the one black guy that's part of their group says, pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Lasso. And they're like, come on. (laughs) And then the owner gives the kid darts and says, don't hit anyone. And then a second later, the kid comes running back and here comes the black guy with a dart in his arm. Oh. And he's like, oh, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. (laughs) So after Jamie's brand ambassador thing he tries to invite keely over his house and she's like no no thanks and so he leaves and roy comes over and he's like oh my god are you still really hanging out with him and she says no we're working together but please keep having opinions on everything i do maybe i'll text you whenever i make a decision and as she walks away she sends him a text about how she's going to pee Ted and his son are now at his little apartment flat townhouse thingy, and they're putting together a Lego double-decker bus model, which was super cute. Mm -hmm. And the wife comes over to help, and there's all this, like, happy music, and they're playing the role of happy family. And that night, they're all sleeping in the bed together, and Ted just has this big, goofy smile on his face, so he's just... So happy they're here next morning. He's still on top of the world. He's gone to get scones for his family. And he walks in and he finds his wife crying in the living room. And she's upset that she doesn't feel the same way she did at the beginning, like when they first met or got married or something like that. But I hate that she says, but maybe that's marriage and she'll just keep, she'll keep trying. It'll be okay. And I was like, oh, I want to hate you. I want to hate you, but I don't. But I still want to hate you. Don't be mean to our precious Ted. Still, it's like, yeah, you're not going to feel the same way you did at the right. beginning. It's not always going to be the honeymoon phase. And that those are the parts of marriage that you have to work through. I don't like her. I don't like her. I'm going to say it right now. I don't like her. Okay. So Nate and Beard and Ted are in his office or in the 
coach's office talking about marriage. And Nate wants to know why Ted came all the way here if he thought there was a problem with his marriage. He says he started to feel like him being around was doing more harm than good. And every time he tried to do something nice, it backfired. So their therapist suggested to give her some space. And boy, did he give her some space. I'm thinking all the way across the ocean is about as much space as you can give someone. 4,438 miles away as Nate points out because his father's a photographer (laughs) and he knew that. (laughs) So Higgins walks in to get his phone for Beard. And I was like, why does Beard have his phone? But I don't know that we ever find out. Ted asks Higgins about his marriage, and he says, yeah, they've been married for 28 years, five boys, one small house, a cat on its last legs, but if you're with the right person, even the hard times are easy. And I was like, oh, Higgins, that was just beautiful. He even said his 20-year-old cat who's impending death will wreck me emotionally, (laughs) and it comes back later, so I just had to mention that. We're now in the locker room before the game, and Roy is trying to pump everyone up, but Jamie's just sitting there taking selfies. Ted wants to know why he didn't put his hand in with the rest of the team. You know, they were all hands in, go Richmond, whatever. And Jamie's like, I'm the best. I score a goal, blah, Jamie Tart. Do, 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 whatever. He's doing Jamie Tart, do, 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 because it sounds like Baby Shark. Jamie Tart sounds like Baby Shark. Does it, though? If you're Jamie Tart. <laughs> if you're Jamie Tart, everything is related to Jamie Tart. Ted is about to give him hell when his son comes running in, and he starts singing the Jamie Tart Baby Shark song, and he wants Jamie to autograph his jersey. So Ted's like, oh, I guess I can't be a jerk to the guy that my son loves right in front of my son. So they're losing the game, and the crowd is chanting, wanker, wanker, but Jamie scores a goal, and the crowd goes nuts. And Sam gets hurt on the field, and Jamie, just being Jamie, walks, like, towards him. He thinks he's going to check on him, and he just steps over him. Roy is pissed about it, and they start to fight. The ref steps in, throws a yellow flag. Roy goes over to help Sam up and tells him to put on a little show when he gets up. Like, he was hurt, and now he's just going to push through it. The crowd's going to love it. So he does, and the crowd does, and it's great. Next play, Jamie scores again, and the crowd is cheering for Jamie, but the rest of the team is very annoyed because, again, Jamie is not a team player. Jamie is out there playing for Jamie. Ted runs up the stands all the way up to Rebecca, so she's way up, like, towards the press box, and he runs up there and tells her that he wants to bench Jamie, but he wanted to run it by her first, and Rebecca says, hey, you're the manager. I'll support whatever you decide, because she's like, this is a freaking great idea, because if they bench Jamie, they're going to lose, which is what I want, so Ted runs back down. He calls the ref highlighter. He's like, hey, highlighter, because they wear these obnoxiously bright highlighter color jerseys he says we've got a sub and he pulls jamie out the crowd in the stadium and the people in the bar that always watch the games are losing their mind jamie is livid and it's halftime so we're in the locker room ted walks in and everybody just keeps talking and roy's like everybody sit down and listen did you notice one of the bullies offers nate a seat yes my heart melted They even invite Nate to sit down, and Nate's becoming part of the team. I love it. Ted says, we're broken, and we need a change. Most of the time, change is a good thing. Change helps people move forward with things, and he's starting to talk about his wife and realizing what he needs to do, and he's kind of putting the, the two things together, that the advice he's giving the team is the advice he should be giving himself, and he goes to walk out. 
But he says, hey, one last thing. And then he jumps up and he slaps that believe sign with his hand. And I loved it. We have to get the meaning of the title of this episode in here. Oh, this is a whole story about his teacher. I didn't write that part down. It just went on forever. Yeah, because he says, you start out one day, you're playing freeze tag at recess. The next thing you know, your art teacher leans over your desk to help you and you get all squiggly inside. First time I ever saw tan lines. (laughs) Back of the game, it's a tie and the team is playing really well together. And someone passes the ball to Sam and he makes a goal. And now everyone is going wild because they have won. And now the crowd is cheering Wanker, but like in a positive way, if that is possible. (laughs) Yay. Yay, Wanker. Yeah. His son runs out on the field to Ted and he asks his dad, what's a wanker? And Ted says, that's a guy who likes to be alone with his thoughts. Rebecca is just sitting there in her spot up by the press box and she's like, oh shit. And she's starting to panic because they won and people are getting behind Ted. And this is the exact opposite of what she wanted to happen. So Ted and his wife are standing outside in the rain as one does when an emotional scene is getting ready to happen cut quickly to Keely and Roy and she's loading something in her trunk and they kind of smile at each other and he tells her good night and you can see there's something blooming there that's gonna start growing as we go along in this season back to Ted and his wife he says he wouldn't change anything about what they've been through and this is when we find out I think at this point that her name is Michelle I'm like whatever I'm not gonna call her that He says, if there's something I could do or say that would make you happy, I'd do it, but I can't. And you don't have to try anymore. It's okay. I'll be okay. And then Ted starts to cry. And he says, I told myself I'd never quit anything. And she says, you're not quitting. You're just letting me go. And my heart broke. I know. This scene, it just just to see the pain in in his eyes and and how much he loves his son and that's like one of the big things he's thinking of is how this is going to affect his son I'm sure he tells his son that he'll see him as soon as the season's over and they can still talk every day and there's a taxi waiting there to take them to the airport and so Michelle and Ted hug and then they leave and Ted waves to his son and he's trying not to cry and I was like that's fine because I'm basically crying for him I was just like oh Ted and he sits down on a bench and beer comes over and brings him a beer and the same guy I didn't mention this but earlier as Ted's making his way to practice to training excuse me there's some guy that walks by and he's yelling at him about you know what a fuck stick he is but he walks by him now and says hey good job today wanker and Ted says thanks keep an eye on us we might be turning this thing around love it love it Episode six is called Two Aces. Episode begins and it's sad music as we watch Ted remove his wedding ring. Poor Ted. He goes to work and he's just a straight up hot mess. He's all over the place. He's trying to put a shirt on. He's putting on backwards and he says, I'm just going to throw myself into work. And then he says to Beard and Nate, he suggests that they start calling each other honey or babe at work just (laughs) just because. I was like, oh, poor Ted needs somebody to give him a pet name. He calls Nate, sweetie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. So then we're in a press conference, and the reporters are asking, so you won your first match, how's it feel? And then Jamie has come snuck in the back to kind of watch. And then Trent Krim, we know Trent, he says he asks if, he, if Ted intends to keep his best player on the bench, and Ted says that depends on Jamie. He knows what they need from him. 
they leave the press conference. These press conferences are always super short for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they let for, wait for Trent to say something, and then it's over. Rebecca meets Ted outside, and she says, your decision to bench Jamie was very brave. It was a master stroke. He's like, I don't think we're allowed to talk about that at work anymore. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hilarious. And she says, we do have a problem, though. Manchester City called about terminating Jamie's contract. The deal is, is that Manchester City, and I guess is who Jamie plays for, and they loaned him to Richmond for the season. But if Ted plans on benching him, that they want him back. Because, I mean, if he's not going to be playing for them, then he needs to come back. Ted's like, "Um, yeah, uh, we will figure it out. Then they talk about this new player that they have that's coming back. His name is Danny Rojas. He's from Mexico. He was hurt initially, and he's now just coming off the injured list, so he gets to play. And it's time for practice, and Jamie is refusing to practice. He says he's hurt. And he's telling Ted, relax, just practice. And Ted's like, Ted, like, this is all his frustration towards his wife. He's just going to throw it all at Jamie. You know, if you're hurt, you're hurt. It's not about that. You're supposed to be this amazing player. You're supposed to lead by example, and you're shoving that all aside. And he kept he's going this whole speech about this is practice. It's just practice. It's just but practice this is, with your team. This is the only time we get to play together that we have control over. Otherwise, it is always us eleven against them eleven. And I was like, oh, that is. Oh, I, I wish every I team could hear that. That yes, practice is so freaking important. And he says, all right, well, if you're not going to practice, then go out there and set up the cones for the reserves. And I get, this is a huge insult. This is like yeah. a Nate That's job. like used to be an essence. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. So Jamie turns to his cronies. He's like, Isaac, you go do it. And Isaac's like, um, no, dude, he asked you. And he's like, fine, Colin, you go do it. And Colin, oh, God bless him, says, he asked you. And after all, you are a second teamer. And everybody went, oh, oh. such a freaking burn. Roy is beside himself with joy, and so is Nate. They are so happy this is happening. Ted and Beard and Nate are in the office. They're talking about how they want to put Danny in and Jamie's spot, but he's never played because he came in and was immediately hurt, so no one's ever even, they've never seen him play. Danny runs in, and he is just, a. you thought Sam was super happy to be there? Danny is ridiculous. He's so happy to be there. Football is like, he tries to high-five Jamie, and he's shut down, and everybody's like, all right, here comes this dude. He is fucking phenomenal. He uh-huh. is a crazy good player. And instantly, he and Sam are best friends because their level of joy just matches each yes. other. They're just great. Roy is just eating this shit up. He, oh, this is wonderful. Jamie's looking like shit and we got another player. Cool. Higgins and Rebecca are in the office and he's telling her there are a bunch of coaches gunning for Ted's job. And Keely comes in and she says she's been doing a deep dive on all the players because Rebecca had asked her to work on their brand and get them, you know, some more PR. And she's like, by the way, did you know Isaac's mom had had two left hands? I think like, that's such a weird condition to have. It's so weird. She's written all of this down, of course, in her adorable journal that has a unicorn on it. And which Rebecca makes fun of, and Keely tells her to fuck off, and Higgins says, whoa, that's so funny. What would happen if I said that? And Rebecca's just like, <laughs> that would have never happened, right? We, would, we wouldn't see that. But the reason Keely has come into the office is because she wants to see if Rebecca's all right with the new tabloid news. Well, it turns out that Rupert is still dating that girl, Bex, that was from the auction, whose real name, of course, is Rebecca. Bex is a nickname. But the press is not calling her... New Rebecca, they're calling regular Rebecca, old Rebecca, which is such a slap in the face. And, oh, she's just, oof. 
Out on the field, Jamie's cleaning up the cones and he's pissed. So he kicks a ball and he bangs it right into the top of the goal post. And Danny comes out and he's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to do this too. <laughs> and suddenly they're doing a shootout and they're aiming from like the top of the left post, do the right. Jamie's finally having fun. I don't think Jamie ever has fun on the field. At least hasn't done in years. Teared or beard or teared. Ted and Beard (laughs) are watching all this from the stands. And he's like, you know, Jamie is an ace, but his attitude makes him a seven of clubs. We bring in another guy who's also turns out to be an ace. So now we've got two aces. Hey, look, that's the title of of this episode. Aces, aces, aces. And it's uh, back to the semantic satiation where you say a word so much it loses all meaning. I didn't even write that down because it was just, I don't think I could have put justice to it because they were like aces, aces. And then they're like, oh, all the words that made me laugh. Roy is on a treadmill, and you look down, we see heels get onto a treadmill next to him, and it's it's Keely, and she's talking about, oh, it's lovely weather, look at the colors changing, <laughs> and he's reading a book, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm pretending we're on a walk together, and I was like, I love her. You're so cute. And she has dug really deep into his bio, and so she's, like, pulling up shit from him when he was little, and she's, like, just dogging at him, and he's like, leave me alone, I'm not one of your show ponies. She's like, you wear a number and trot around while people clap. I wouldn't be too high and mighty about it, and I was like, oh... Mm-hmm. She's got him. So Danny is out practicing, and of course he falls and he hurts his knee. He says, I don't know what happened. Something not there tripped me and immediately crosses himself. And Nate says, oh, yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but um, Danny went into the treatment room right before practice, and everybody's like, oh, no, (gasps) what is this? And Ted's like, okay. Is someone says one more thing that me and Beard don't understand, he's going to have a tantrum like his son, and he will start calling people names like dummy head, poopoo head, and pee-pee fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's so crazy and it comes out that the treatment room is cursed Roy says that's bullshit he doesn't believe in it and Ted's like alright well let's go look in there right now and he's like no I'm good I, I, I don't want to go in there right now so he's like okay we gotta do something Danny was just running around like a golden retriever and now he's hurt and Sam has to ask him is it true in America that you have so many beautiful dogs and pounds that you put them down for no reason Ted's like yeah that's true but it's something many singer songwriters are trying to change <laughs> and he's like and and don't worry we're not putting danny down we got a curse to reverse so ted has called a meeting and he's brought all the entire team all the boys to the pub that he always hangs out at and so the i just call them the wanker boys the three guys always call them the wanker i called them the three amigos (laughs) i don't know they're there and they are flipping the fuck out because the entire richmond team is here except jamie jamie is not there and so the the pub lady, I don't know what her name is. I don't either. She's the lady that owns the pub. She's really sweet. She says, okay, here's a story. This all started by this poster. All these, and there's a frame poster on the wall. She said that was put up in Richmond on the 18th of November, November 1914. It was an invitation for young men to try out for the, to be a professional footballer. It said, come to the stadium on that day. But it turns out it was a lie. It was actually no tryouts. It was only army recruiters there. So 400 men were enlisted that day, and the majority of them did not come home. Do you think that's true? That's an awful story. Probably. I mean, where yeah. else would you come up with that? I would, I would assume. I, that's awful. I would assume that they were, they were peer pressured and pressured by these recruiters to join the army. Gosh, um, a- is it the army when you're in England? Is that what it's called? I don't even know. I was As I was writing army, I was like, I don't think that's the right word. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't I just know, said whatever. it was a recruitment event for the war, but... Yeah, yeah, they anyways. call it something special over there. Anywho. So anyways, um, they say, well, after all these men were enlisted, they immediately went from there to have their physical, which was in the treatment room. Dun, dun, dun. So um, Tessa, here's the thing. We can't change the past, but we can choose to honor it. 
They made the ultimate sacrifice. So I'm going to ask each one of you to go home and find something that you truly value and bring it to the clubhouse at midnight. We are going to sacrifice something in their honor. And all the winkers have brought all their friends to the bar and they're all freaking out outside. (laughs) Jamie has asked Keely to meet him. And she's like, you can't go in my house because I've already had three glasses of wine and I'm having you in my house. It's like a Pavlovian response. And he's like, oh. And he's like, how about in the car? She's like, same thing. We've already already had sex in there. It's the same thing. He's pissed because he's been pulled from the game and he's mad about the sacrifice because who's going to do this voodoo hoodoo crap? And he's not going. She's like, listen, Jamie, you're a battler. It's hot. But one day you need to stop battling the people that want to help you. We cut to Rebecca, who is reading the tabloids on- online all about this new Bex, old Bex, when Sam comes into her office. And he asks if she's free tonight. And she's like, like, on a date? No, <laughs> thank you. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I wasn't asking for that. I want you to come for the curse. He's like, I think it's important you're there. And every time there's a curse, people always act like the African guy is really into it. <laughs> She's like, you're not? And he's like, oh, well, I am. Because I'm just a big Harry Potter fan. So, yeah, I'm totally into it. And he's like, did you know J.K. Rowling has more money than the Queen? She's like, yeah. And he's like, I like the idea of someone becoming rich because of what they gave to the world, not because of who their family is. Coach says the only way for this is work is if the whole team is there and it's your team as well, then you have to be there. Side note, J.K. Rowling is no garbage, so whatever. Trash. Okay, so that night we were at the ceremony, and they are in the treatment room, and they have a giant barrel, and Ted's saying he believes in everything. He believes in aliens, he believes in the whole damn thing. But other than the wit and wisdom of Calvin and Hobbes, not much lasts forever. La- and I was like, oh. My kids I'm... were like, hey! Because they I know. love Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> so do mine. And Rebecca all of a sudden walks in. So she's joined this big... I don't even know what they're calling it. Sacrifice. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, sacrifice, I guess. And Roy starts, they ask him to go first, and he gives this lovely story about when he was nine years old, he was scouted for a team, and his grandfather drove him to where it was, Sunderland. I don't know where that's at. But it was freezing, and he was terrified, so his grandpa gave him a blanket to keep him warm and reminded him home. And then his grandpa died while he was away, and he says, my blankie means so much to me. And they're like, did you say blankie? And he's like, no! Throws it in the barrel. <laughs> Sam brought a picture of the 1994 Nigerian World Cup team because he pledged to never take the picture down until he made the team himself. And he's like, and I still intend to do that. Throws it in. Mm. Richard brings Sam from the first beach he ever slept with a supermodel on. Nate brought a pair of sunglasses that a girl once told him he looked like Clive Owen in. And he almost backs out. He was like, I, I don't I know. Can't do I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. Rebecca throws in today's paper. She's like, because fuck the haters. Higgins throws in his cat's collar. So you know his 20-year-old cat died. Her name was Cindy Clawford. I know Cindy Clawford. And I was going to write it down. And then I couldn't remember what he said. So, yes. Isaac, the guy whose mom has two left hands, says he throws in the only pen he can write with. And it's a duck and it quacks. I don't know what that was about. But it made me laugh. Colin throws in the keys to his Lamborghini and Beard asks, well, how are you getting home? <sighs> so then all of a sudden they're like, okay, are we done? And then Jamie's there and he wants to go and he's got a pair of cleats and he says, these aren't my first boots, but my mom got me these ones. He said, you know, his parents had split up when he was young, but his mom his, was the one that wanted him to be a footballer. She doesn't even care if he's any good. She just wants him to be happy and to be a good lad. He said, but once I got good, my dad started coming around again, bragging to his friends and then calling me soft if I didn't dominate. He said, I made a vow to be so tough that he would never call me soft again. 
And he said, I wonder sometimes if I forget about making my mom proud, I don't think she would be lately. And I was like, <gasps> I know. My emotions went all over the place with Jamie in this episode. So they light everything on, well, they, they decide to light everything on fire, but first they better take it out of the room, yep. take it outside and light it up. And then as they're doing that, Higgins whispers to Ted and says, the eagle has landed. And Ted makes this big thing, ask the spirits for a sign. All of a sudden, here comes Danny Rojas. He's running and he's absolutely fine. <laughs> he's carrying a bottle of liquor, offering the boys a drink. And Rebecca says to Ted, this is a team united. I didn't think you were a gambler, Ted. So I, I can't believe that you gambled on the idea that Rojas would come back. And he's like, oh, yeah, we knew he was fine hours ago. It was Higgins' idea not to share that with the team and make it like this big reveal. And she's like, oh, putting the team first, Higgins? And he's like, uh, yeah. and you notice he didn't gag. Yeah. So, so Ted and Higgins go to be with the boys by the fire. They are singing and celebrating and Rebecca just stomps off. The next morning, Ted walks in to find the boys playing and having fun together in the locker room. Like they are finally a team. And he goes in the office and Beard is so upset. He's like, what? What happened? Rebecca got rid of Jamie. She says Manchester City recalled him. No, she got rid of him mm-hmm. because they were finally getting there. And Ted, like, loses his shit, which I love this about him. He's like, I finally got through to him. With him and Danny, we had two aces. And he's, like, yelling at her. He's like, I'm sorry, but I'm seeing red everywhere. And she's like, well, maybe you should leave before you say something you regret. And he's like, yep, that's right. And by the way, here's your biscuits. I hope you don't enjoy them. Who am I kidding? They're the best batch yet. I finally cracked the recipe. So I think this is the final, the big reveal of, like, he's been making the biscuits every day. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Ted and Beard are in the office, and they're sad. And Danny kind of peeks around the corner, and he's like, hey, coach, poop all his life. And they just kind of smile at each other. Ted walks out, looks at Jamie's locker for a long time, takes down his jersey, and just walks away. And I was like, oh, they're going to play in him, right? They're going to play him or something. I could see him coming back. I don't know. I, I hope so. I was so angry with Rebecca by the end of this, because I love Rebecca, but I was like, oh, you bitch. How can you do this to Ted? He's working so hard. And he did finally get through to Jamie. And I love that whole thing about Jamie's story about his mom. And, uh, and then I was like, well, now I like Jamie. And then they get rid of him. I don't know, man. She redeems herself with this next episode. This oh, yeah, ne- she does. Uh-huh, this next this one's episode great. made my life. This, was, this, this was, one's great. I was having like a day and this is just made me so happy. Episode seven is titled Make Rebecca Great Again. So they are loading a bus with all the bags and equipment because they're getting ready to go to Liverpool for a game. And Nate comes over to the guy who's loading and he's like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. He gets into the luggage compartment and the door closes behind him. Let's wait on that. Nate doesn't get rescued for a while. So Ned, Ned. Because it's Nate I and Ted. It's Nate I literally Ted. typed it Ned, though, in my oh, notes. I do that, too. <laughs> Ted is talking to his son on the computer and talking about their next game and his wife gets on after his son runs off and reminds him to look over the paperwork that the lawyer has sent him. And he's like, okay. And she wishes him good luck on the game. Cut to Rebecca reading her emails and she gets like a happy anniversary email from some department store offering a discount and she's like super depressed because well we'll talk about it later keely walks in with her bag ready to go on this trip and she starts teasing rebecca and talking about how they're gonna have wild sex together this weekend and rebecca's like um 
I don't know. And Keely's like, I'm totally fucking with you. And Rebecca laughs and she says, oh, can you imagine? And Keely says, oh, yeah, I have. And no, it she's was like, so all the time. I love her. <laughs> Higgins comes in. He's ready to go, too. But Rebecca tells him that he's not going on this trip. He's going to stay in the office and pretend to do work. Ted is trying to pump the players up in the locker room, but they're not really into it. Except for Danny, because Danny is always into everything all the time. And he's like, okay, what happened? Did Beyonce dump Jay-Z? And he he says to Beard, wow, just saying that made me sad. (laughs) Nobody wants to talk about what's wrong, but but Roy just busts out. And he's just like, fucks and this sucks and blah, blah. And and it, it comes out eventually that it's been 60 years since they won against this Liverpool team. And now they have to try to do it without Jamie. There's a new guy playing goalie for this game because the other goalie tore his butt. And there was a, there was a whole big thing about him tearing his butt. It's okay. You know, people He's tear like, I tore my happy. hamstring. He's like, no, you tore your <laughs> butt. Nah, you tore your butt. <laughs> and Beer's like, I tore my butt three times. It's fine. <laughs> so outside, they're getting ready to load into the bus. And there are two reporters there. And they're asking Ted about how he's feeling going into this game, how he feels about losing Jamie. And... He says, you know, they're feeling good about the game, but they're really going to miss Jamie and how it's not so much about the game for him, but the connections that he makes with the players. And it was just a really nice little quote that he gives them. And they're and both reporters are like, wow, that was that was really, really great. And then finally, someone lets Nate out of the luggage compartment. <laughs> Actually, it's like everybody's loaded on the bus. And then Ted comes out and, he, and he's like, OK, come on. I guess somebody eventually told him that Nate. He probably said, where's Nate? All last I saw, he was under the bus. (laughs) Oh, Nate. So they are in Liverpool, at Liverpool. I guess Liverpool is like a town, a state. I don't know. I don't know. It's a town because that's where the Beatles are from. I know, that's right. Keely and Rebecca are staying in the presidential suite together. And Rebecca finally tells Keely that she's upset because it's her anniversary weekend. And this is the first one that she's spending without her husband since they they were married. And Keely hugs her. And I love how every time somebody hugs Rebecca, she's getting more and more, like, cool with it. She's, (laughs) She's becoming a hugger, for sure. Nate is handing out the room keys to the players and to Beard and Ted, and they get rooms next to each other, and they go, howdy, neighbor, and it's just so funny. Rebecca is on the phone in the room trying to make reservations for dinner, and she keeps yelling questions out to Keely, and Keely responds to her, but the responses are, like, really weird and, like, unrelated, so eventually she just walks in the other room. She's like, what are you talking about with whatever? And and Keely is on the TV, and she's doing, like, a promo or a commercial for Liverpool and all the things that there are to do in the area, and she's like, oh my god, I don't even remember doing this. And it just keeps coming back over and over and over again. I have to say... When they're giving them their um, room keys, Ted's like, we're going to have team meal. And then it's either movie night or pillow fight. And they say, okay, movie night. And he's like, I tell you what, you ever say, you say pillow fight one time, we'll never watch a movie together again. And I was like, I would pay to see them all have a oh pillow fight. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. So there's a knock on the door and some woman just like invites herself in. Her name is Flo Collins. She also goes by Sassy. And she was or is, excuse me, Rebecca's best friend since they were little. But apparently they haven't spoken in six years. And she's going to be tagging along, hanging out for the night. 
she has stolen some champagne off of a room cart in the hallway and Keely hugs her and she's like, oh my God, I love you. It was their champagne because Rebecca was calling down oh, wait, what? the thing oh, that's saying, right. where's our champagne? It never arrived. So the team is watching the Iron Giant, which is, a <laughs> great, which is a great movie. Ted, Beard, and Nate are at a little table together behind all the guys. They're trying to figure out how we're going to get the team pumped for this game. And... Ted tries to get Nate to tell him his idea for the team. And he's like, well, eh, eh, no, no. And he runs away because that's how Nate is. Ted's wife texts him to ask again if he's had a chance to look at the paperwork. So he leaves to go do that. I'm like, does she not know that he's out of town, like getting ready to play a huge game? Like fucking give him a break. Anyway, we're at dinner now with Keely and Rebecca and flow slash sassy and rebecca looks amazing Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous sassy goes out to smoke and ted is at a desk asking this guy if they have a fax machine because he needs to send this paperwork back to the lawyer Flo overhears and she's like, oh, are you sending something to the year 1997? And I was like, I use a fax machine every day at work, but that's fine. Ted says, yeah, it's a note to myself telling me to buy Apple stock. And she says, well, can you tell me to murder J.K. Rowling so I can write Harry Potter myself? And she introduces herself as sassy at this point. There's no fax machine nearby. And she was going to go out to smoke, but she actually ends up going back to the table. She went out to smoke because she thought she left her friend would pay the bill. But then she yeah. ran to Magnum P.I. and she tried to flirt with him, but that she fucked it up, she says. <laughs> but Rebecca has gone to the bathroom. So while she's gone, Flo explains the origin of the nickname Stinky to Keely and tells her how that's not Rebecca. The real Rebecca is silly, not stern. And she sings. Have you ever heard her sing? And if you like that woman, you are going to love Rebecca. So Rebecca comes back and she has paid the bill and she's like, okay, you guys can pretend that you were getting ready to pay. And they were like, oh, I I can't believe you did that. I was just getting ready to take out my credit card. There's also this really cute host guy that has been kind of making eyes with Rebecca all night. Back in the hotel room and Ted is looking rough. His hair is like down over his forehead and he is looking through these papers at where he's supposed to sign his phone buzzes again and it's his wife's lawyer now and he says well you can just take a picture of the pages you don't you don't even have to fax it to me it's so simple so ted hears this sound and he goes to his front door and he sees a piece of paper being put under the door and then pulled back and then under the door, and then pull back. So it opens the door, and it's Nate. And he's trying to decide whether he wants to give Ted this paper where he's written down his thoughts on the team. And Ted is just not in the mood. He rips the paper out of his hand, tells him it's past curfew. Nate runs away. Ted barely looks at the paper and just gets in the bed, turns on the TV. It's that Keeley commercial thing. And he's asleep within three seconds. So the next day, it's time for the game, and Higgins is home with his 500 sons and his wife getting ready to watch the game. I love it. Ted walks into the locker room, and he asks Nate if he can talk to him for just a second. Ted apologizes for how he acted last night, and he says he read his thoughts. They're great. He agrees with them all, but I can't say this to the guys. And Nate says, well, they really need to hear it. And Ted says, yep, and that's why you're going to do it. (laughs) And so Nate 
freaking out is standing in the middle of the locker room and he is going to give the team talk. The team's being really supportive though. They're like, okay, Nate, yeah, here we go. And then it starts and he calls out each guy like one by one. And he's like, this is what you're fucking up. And Sam, this is what you're fucking up. And he's like, he tells Sam, the only African more imprisoned by their thoughts is Nelson Mandela. And then he, he's like roasting these guys. These roasts are amazing. I wrote every one of them down. (laughs) They are very well thought out. Every guy though is like, yeah, yeah, actually. You're right. There's right. a lot of truth in that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's Roy's turn, and you know how terrified Nate is of Roy. And he stands up. Roy, like, towers over Nate, and he grabs the paper out of Nate's hand and throws it, and he says, don't read it, just say it. And he tells him, you used to have a fire, a passion, you know, you, you had so much anger. You used to run like you were angry at the grass, but... Don't keep it all for yourself. Let that anger out. And Roy walks over and he's like growling and he rips a bench out of the floor and he's like, let's go get these fuckers. So the impossible has happened. They won. And they are so excited. You know, it's the first time in 60 years. Everyone is very happy about this. So Keely and Rebecca and Sassy, they're all there. And Roy stands up on a bench and he says, we are celebrating tonight. We're going to rub it in this city's face. And Sam's like, where are we going? And he grabs Keely up off the floor and she's standing on the bench. <laughs> He's like, where are we going, Keely? And she's like, Liverpool. You know, she starts to go into her whole spiel that you've seen on the commercial a thousand times by now. It's kind of funny. So then we cut to Sam singing Oasis at karaoke. I was like, nice callback. Thank (laughs) you. Liam and... Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, here's Wonderwall. Liam and Noel. Noel, there you go. Everybody's drinking, cheering, having a great time. Rebecca goes outside with Flo Sassy to smoke and Rebecca apologizes for disappearing from her life and she says that man took so much for me and Sassy's like uh yeah no she says Rupert may have kept you in an ivory tower but you climbed every step you have to take responsibility for the choices that you made I was like it was so good I was like oh honey I love you So Keely comes out and tells Rebecca that it's almost your time to sing. And she's like, what? And they walk in just as Beard finishes singing Lady Gaga that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bad romance. (laughs) It's awful. And so she doesn't even know what song she's singing. And earlier when they were kind of introducing Sassy's character, they were talking about how she has a daughter and how Rebecca is her godmother and how they used to watch Frozen together. And so Sassy has chosen the song, Let It Go. And Rebecca starts singing and she has an incredible voice. The entire karaoke bar just goes quiet. And I don't know if you noticed, but Roy was mouthing along with it. Oh my God. I've got Ted. Roy in the background, and I am dying. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Ted starts having a hard time breathing, and he can't hear anything, and he's, like, clenching and unclenching his fist. He's very clearly having a panic attack. He rushes out, and I guess Rebecca noticed because he's sitting outside, and he starts hearing his name being called, and his vision is blurry, and he eventually sees Rebecca in front of him. She's telling him to breathe. You're having a panic attack. You know, just breathe. Everything will be okay. 
she puts her arm around him until he kind of calms down and feels better. He says, It was that moment that I started bawling because I was like, Oh uh, my God. Because <laughs> she is totally a hugger. She fucking loves it. So he says he just needs to go back to the hotel and get some rest. And I was like, Oh God, I don't know about that. But he right. does make it back. <laughs> he makes it back just fine. And this setup where they have him signing the paperwork, he's sitting right in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. which is uh, I, I, very symbolic. And so he signs on the line that he's supposed to sign on. He takes a picture with his phone and he sends the picture to the lawyer. It's done. And he looks at himself in the mirror and he breathes a sigh of relief he almost smiles which i don't know maybe just the huge weight off his shoulders i think it was like i'm gonna be okay it's gonna be yeah yeah, we're just gonna this is what it is so everyone's leaving the bar now and rebecca and keely they're tapping out for the night but sassy's gonna keep going with the boys and Roy is kind of like hanging back from the group over Sanover. Oh oh my God. I told my daughter that I was like, Roy looks really good in that suit. (laughs) Keely says, Oh, I'm just going to walk back. And Rebecca's like, Oh, I got it. And Keely hugs her and Rebecca hugs her back. And I was like, Oh, Rebecca, you are totally a hugger. So back at the hotel and Keely and Roy are outside of the door to the suite and she's like, yeah, I mean, we're staying together, me and Rebecca, but like, I got my own bedroom. And Roy leans in to kiss her and it is the most passionate kiss. I mean, they are going at it. And then he suddenly pulls away and he says, night, and just walks off. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? She like smells her breath to make sure. (laughs) Like he's definitely just leaving her wanting more. Or maybe he doesn't want to... Be the kind of guy who has sex with her. Exactly. He's not Jamie Tart. So Rebecca drinking alone in the hotel bar, and we see that waiter guy making eyes at her. I don't know whatever becomes of that, but anyway, she gets a text while she's sitting there, and it's Ted, and it says, thank you for being so kind, not just tonight, but through this whole adventure. It's really been something else. And my my chest is getting a little tight right now. Yeah, (laughs) it killed me. And she is really getting more and more conflicted about this kind of double life almost that she's leading to be Ted's friend but also be trying to undermine him at every step so in the hotel room now with Ted and I guess there's a knock the door I don't hear knock the door but he opens the door and it's Flo sassy and she walks in past him and then that's the end of the episode and I don't like that you don't like her I like her I don't like the I don't like But I think he, I mean, they have, I mean, they've been separated for a while and I'm normally, this is not my thing, but I think he just kind of needed to have a, he needed to bang it out like uh, real quick, but I had to just look it up because I had it in my notes. The, the song that was playing as Keely and Roy are walking down the hall. Cause like all these Kings are kind of like flashing in between. Mm -hmm. It's Rebecca sitting alone. It's it's Ted in his room. It's Keely and Roy. And the lyrics to the songs were from strangers to friends, friends to lovers, and strangers again. And I looked it up. It is by Celeste, and it is called Strange. And it is so freaking good. And I am adding it to my phone because, oh, I just loved it. I loved that song. It was perfect for that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, the music in this. You wouldn't think music yeah. in the show. This music is, is fabulous. It is. It's great. So that 
is the end of episode seven. So five, six, seven, done. Five, six, nice. seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. Da, da, da. This show is so good. I, I love know. it. I know. I've got to watch these episodes with my kids because I'm like, you can't watch it with me. You can watch it a second time when I watch it again. Yeah, my daughter thinks it's so funny, like to the point where I sometimes have to pause it and go back because I'm like, you can't laugh so loud because then I can't hear what they're saying. And I know you're going to say put the captions on. But I, I can't keep the captions on because I will just read the episode and I won't watch it because I can't do two things at once because that's not how my brain operates. So we pretty much are going to have one more episode from us covering the last three episodes of Ted Lasso and they're going to be on to something else. So I have seen a lot of movies being advertised lately that are coming out in the next few weeks um there was one i watched a trailer for today that's coming out on amazon oh i'll have to look my instagram is great at showing me upcoming movies to prime and netflix and it looked really interesting i'll I'll see if i can find it i'm sure it's freaking two and a half hours long because that's how all those damn movies are but I am throwing it out there that we should watch Servant on Apple TV because the episodes are only 30 minutes and it is on a brand for us crazy. And that's the M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. yeah. And then that just came out. It's problematic, though. The new series that just came out yesterday on Amazon called Them. It looks like it could be really good, but it's gotten so much backlash from Black Twitter because it's about mm. this family in the 50s, a black family in the 50s that moved to Compton, which was all white neighborhood. And like their neighbors are terrible to them. It reminded me of like us and also Lovecraft Country that right. there's all this like crazy mystical stuff going on too. But then there's all this like racist imagery. I don't know. It's problematic mm. and it probably is not something that we should cover, but I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah, maybe we'll just watch it and we'll say what we think about it, but not necessarily one we should cover. Well, if you have any input as to what you think we should cover next, if you've seen anything you think we would like to rip apart, honestly, Ted Lasso, excellent series, not a thing that I can rip apart, though. And okay. I'm I'm in the mood to rip something apart. So if you got something truly awful that you've watched lately, please let us know. Or something super campy like Ratchet that was, it was still yes. good, but it was campy and it had room for ridicule. I was going to, I told myself I was going to do this and of course I forgot slash didn't really have time. I was going to look up what book I would have given you and what I would oh, have given myself. about that. And I'm still going to do it. So I will have it for next time because when I went back and listened to the episode, I was like, you know what? That is actually a really hard thing. And if you're not going to tell us period stories, you're not going to go digging for books. Uh, So I'm going to take my own assignment and I'm going to do it. I will have it for you the next time that we record. Oh, but I, anyway, <laughs> I can't promise the same. I, I no, 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 that's fine. I'm going to do my own too. So I'll do mine and I'll do yours. Give me a week and then I can do all these <laughs> things. I can do all the things. Anyway, so let us know if you've watched any trash lately that you want us to talk about or just whatever, anything that pops into your head. 
Uh, and you can deliver that message to us through, I mean, you could send it on a carrier pigeon, but there's probably some more efficient ways to do it. And how could they let us know that, Tiffany? Um, you could go to Facebook and Instagram at That's So Original Podcast. Twitter at That's So Pod. You can email us at That's So Original Podcast at gmail.com. Like and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and Stitcher. Wow, I got through all of that. And Nice. Didn't even stumble. I know. I think that's it, right? That's all the places. That's all the places. Ah, yeah. I just hit my knee. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. Is your recording room cursed? Do we need to throw things into no, a barrel? I'm, it's and, my bedroom, okay. so I hope not. I mean, it's cursed as there's never anything happening in here. <laughs> here we are. Uh, so, um, if you would also like to give us an iTunes review, um, five stars, and then if you don't like us, like, you can tell me in the review what you don't like about us, but if and you we'll just And we'll fix put, it immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> but if you could just put that five stars, that'd be great, and we would love you forever. Yeah. Thank you. Any last thoughts? No, I think that's it. Let us know what you want us to do next. I love hearing your reviews. Like, thank you for telling us about Ted Lasso because I wouldn't have watched that without. Me neither. And I love it. And I'm so happy that it's now a part of my life. So thank you. All right. Well, I got to go watch Mandalorian. So I got to go finish that last eight minutes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody just somebody just got hurt real bad. We got to go figure out what happened. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Ba-da-da-da.